All right, welcome to Thoughts on 42, Thoughts on Life, the Universe, and Everything. My name is Benjamin Aubrey Heron. And I'm Nora B. Clark. And today we are going to talk a little bit about anxiety and depression, which is something that we both struggle with because yep. I, I think it is a struggle. Oh, definitely, for sure. And I think, you know, some people are able to live with it easier than others but i think just like what you said it it, it's a struggle like no matter what level of anxiety you deal with it's a struggle for sure and so i want to kind of explain a little bit about what my anxiety is like because i mostly struggle with anxiety although i do get some depression from being anxious you know not doing the things that i i i want to do but I am an extrovert with social anxiety, and that makes life fun. I mean, that's, that's not a usual combination. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's not a fun combination, to be honest. <laughs> so being an extrovert, I always want to interact with people. I want to have fun and, and go out, and I want to talk to people and, and hear stories and tell stories and, and everything. But my social anxiety kind of wants the exact opposite. <laughs> it wants to not deal with anybody whatsoever because I like the thing for me is, is I'm always scared that people are judging me negatively. Right. Yeah. That is, I almost feel narcissistic sometimes thinking that, oh, I bet you that person is, you know, just paying attention to all the, things that I'm doing wrong and you know there's thinking you know I'm such a bad person or I'm so bad at you know whatever thing I'm doing but it's definitely something that I've I've gotten better at dealing with over time I've gone through some CBT therapy which is cognitive behavioral therapy and it is an amazing type of therapy it's it's not you know just sitting on a couch and talking to a therapist or anything like that it's a really good way of literally literally changing the way that you think and the way that your body responds to things so that way you can reduce the anxiety that you feel yeah also works very well for depression as well mm mm-hmm. Highly recommend that that anybody interested looks that up. Some great resources online. You can even do it yourself without a therapist. But yeah, so that's a little bit about what my anxiety is like. It's it's always wanting to interact with people, but always being scared that any interaction that I have, even from the first word that I say, is going to be judged harshly, or I'll say something wrong and. And I'll be judged because of that. And that's something that desperately hurts me. Thinking that uh, knowing or thinking, which is all it is because I cannot read minds <laughs> as much as I might think I can. You can't? What? <laughs> I know, right? That was something that my therapist taught me is that you cannot read minds. Uh, well, and it's interesting because I am kind of the opposite. I am in extroverted introvert so i'm like just i'm a team player but i i also like i come at things 
on my own and especially social situations, I'm very much sitting back, observing, weighing the pros and cons. And if my anxiety is high, then like I'm not interacting, I'm getting out. You know, if I feel comfortable, then I go and interact. Like social media is interesting for me because one, I work with it. (laughs) Two, in my personal life, like I don't post a lot or I didn't for a long time. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, I know. I've gotten, that's actually (laughs) something that I'm working on with my therapist. (laughs) That's great. But I didn't for a long time because, well, one, my past job, which was crazy. And to my anxiety, I was so concerned about what people thought or were thinking or would say or would just think about me. And like you said, that's such a narcissistic take on it. And luckily been able to just as I've gotten older and and more established in life, I've been able to say, I don't give a flying fuck what those people think. But at the same time, it's still especially like with what's going on. In the world, we talked about this with our last episode with everything going on with the Black Lives Matter movement, police brutality, systemic racism, systematic racism. I mean, like I for a while was overthinking what I was posting and I was super anxious about it. Kind of like uh, it's taken me a few weeks to like breathe into it and like have confidence in what I'm saying and what I'm posting. Yeah, it's interesting that you know we connect on these things but also experience it from different angles for sure but in similar ways (laughs) yeah definitely anxiety is is something that affects everybody as is depression Mm -hmm. and it's something that everybody deals with differently it's something that everybody experiences to different levels and for me uh, my anxiety is very much life-altering. It's definitely something that affects my ability to live my life the way that I would like to. It often will cause me to try and act like the person that I believe is being expected mm-hmm. in that situation. And not being myself. And surprisingly, trying to act like somebody else doesn't work well. It just heightens that, actually. It, it does, actually. But whatever level of anxiety or depression that you experience, you're totally okay to feel that. Yes. And it's, it's okay to not be okay, which is something that has been, I think, Guided from the rooftops a bit uh, the past few years, but especially with the pandemic, you know, having everybody be isolated much more it's definitely taken a toll on on all of our mental health. But also with you know everything else that's going on in the world along the lines of authoritarianism, mm-hmm. but especially in the United States with the Black Lives Matter movement, racism, and and everything like that that we touched on on some last episode and i think i think you could hear some of our anxiety in the last episode too just with you know me talking about jso and my husband and um you uh with you know wanting to go out and protest and you know both of us with that and and then also just the episode and like doing this (laughs) yes for sure 
now that hopefully we've kind of explained a little bit what we deal with on a day-to-day basis, I want to talk a little bit about how we manage our anxiety and depression. Yeah. Uh, Nora, do you want to start a little bit or do you want me to? I'll go ahead and start. Um, cause I, I think my anxiety is, I would say is a pretty like general level of anxiety. Um, I'm an overthinker for sure. I have had several anxiety attacks in my life. One of them was I couldn't leave six hours ahead of time to get to the airport in Seattle to get back home, even though that was plenty of like even five hours would have been plenty of time to get there. I'm pretty sure it's recommended like two or three hours. So I I think five hours is probably giving yourself a bit more time than you need i know luckily i had a really good friend who who like talked me down and was there for me and like hugged me and helped me and it was my first one of my first like trips on my own as an adult and after i got out of a really bad relationship and so while it was like this amazing thing and like life's so grand like you ride that high and then all of a sudden it just came crashing down right for sure So for me, the way that I handle letting things get too high and come crashing down is, you know, yoga and exercise are really big for me. (laughs) I have to stay on a on a healthy diet um, because of my endometriosis. But I also notice the effects that a healthy diet have on my depression. And when I get really depressed is when my anxiety gets worse. I've had chronic depression since I was probably in middle school, but I've always been a little anxious. I mean, there's not a time in my life that I don't remember being anxious. I was that kid the day before the first day of school who like didn't sleep because they were so just, what if people don't like me? What if I smell bad? What if my outfit isn't cool enough? What if I break all my pencils? You know, what, you know, what if like even up until high school, <laughs> I still had that. Yep, I have that every day. Yeah, and and see now I don't, and it's everyday little things that help me. I also do take CBD oil because even though my anxiety may not be like super high rampant in the day, I go to fall asleep and I'm exhausted because I've run and I've done yoga and I've made dinner and I've worked a full day. And, you know, I've gotten like 20,000 steps in and just like rocked everything. Well, guess what? Remember that thing that happened like in third grade? You're going to start thinking about it as soon as I fall asleep. That's me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get anxiety because I will fixate on things that I did wrong when I was in middle school or something like there's there's stuff that I, I still fixate on and I get really anxious and, and depressed over mistakes that I made way back when. I've not taken CBD oil. It's something that I'm, I'm interested in trying at some point. But for me, I have been on medication. I've been on Zoloft for going on 10 years now. And that was far from the first medication that, that I tried once I finally admitted that I had anxiety and that I needed help with it, which is another very important thing. It's okay not to be able to handle stuff by yourself. Um, I was in denial of, of my anxiety for pretty much, you know, my, my entire 
uh, teen uh, and and uh, a few years of of my adult life uh, until I was twenty one when I finally admitted it and uh, had family that helped me get on medication. I had, think I went through three medications first, having different side effects and and them not working um, either to the degree that was needed or you know having a side effect that that was not not good for me. Yeah. Did some therapy, but one of the things that that really helped me was I did cognitive behavioral therapy, and that's really really helpful. That kind of helps you change the way that you think and the way that you react to your your feelings and your thoughts, and even the way that your your body reacts. So that way you can kind of head things off at the pass, uh, so to speak. You can interrupt those vicious cycles before you spiral too far Mm -hmm. but i will always have anxiety i still have anxiety despite having been on medication for years and despite having been in therapy i will never not have anxiety anxiety will never go away it will always be something that i struggle with and medication is is not going to do that you know there's not going to be a new medication that's going to suddenly make my anxiety disappear um medication you know a lot of people can can think that it's a, a panacea and you just take this pill and you're right as rain but one of my favorite stand up comedy specials is one by a guy named uh, Neil Brennan and he has chronic depression and has for decades but what he describes medication as for him is that medication raises the floor it kind of raises the average of your mood that makes you you know the average be a little bit higher as far as you know feeling better but it definitely does not make it go away and so if you're thinking about getting on medication you should. You absolutely should talk to your your doctor about that, but just have reasonable expectations. I definitely did not in in multiple ways. I've I've come off of medication a few times because I was feeling happy again and doing good. And surprise, surprise, that's the medication helping you um, do the thing that it's supposed to. So coming off that medication sent me. Uh, into some very bad spirals. I've I've been homeless before. I've lived in my car, hidden that from my friends and, and things. And actually, one of the other things that has helped me a lot the past few years especially is talking about the fact that I have anxiety and that it's really tough for me because before I was always trying to hide it. Yeah, it's just one more thing that you have to like control yeah i i didn't want to be seen as a failure or not strong enough so being open about that i've been met with more support and understanding than i could have possibly imagined it really has made things easier uh you know not making everything perfect, yeah. But it it definitely helps. Uh, not trying to 
hide who I am and and allowing myself to be me, not trying to be what I, I think I should be. I think that's really important. Um, I remember a lot of what you just said, all of what you just said is really important. One that, um, and, and when we talk about endometriosis, I, I, I don't want to like put my foot in my mouth, <laughs> but there are places and times when medication is needed. I was on Prozac for a, a really long time for my chronic depression. And it helped that I should have mentioned that in my, you know, like what I did to help with my anxiety was, you know, for a long time, Prozac was an aid in that. Um, I haven't been on it in a few years, but there were times when I would get off of Prozac because I was feeling happy. Luckily for me, you know, I, I, my anxiety wouldn't spiral. I would just whether it was months or even a year down the road, something would happen where I would get into a, a depression that I could not, despite everything that I was doing, ev- everything was just at this level of being fatigued and, and life sucked and everything was gloomy and no matter like all the good things that were going on. Yeah. So, um, you know, there is a, a time and a place for certain medication for sure. But I also think exactly what you said, changing the stigma around mental health and talking about it, that has been something that has changed a little bit in our society. But I know for me in my life, being more open about it has connected me better with people. And I know people that have had mental health issues who have been more open about it. it it's it's less of a burden to bear when you're open and you're talking about it. Yeah. Because, um, like I said, like I've, I've been met with just great amounts of, of support and understanding and you don't have to do this alone. Even if nobody actually does anything for you, just knowing that you have friends, you have family, you have, strangers that would be willing to help you out or just listen if you needed somebody to listen makes things easier it it definitely seems to lighten the load and it's kind of too like i know for me i kind of like the medication you might find somebody that works for you for a little bit but then doesn't So you need to find a new person and don't like, don't feel bad about that because there are just some people that are not for your journey. Yeah, for sure. Especially your mental health journey. (laughs) Yeah. As with kind of anything, how well something works for you can change. Yeah. Um, That especially goes for, for medications. A lot of the time people can be on a medication for years and years and it will work well. And then your body changes how it handles that medication and you need to go and find something else. I've had family members that have been on a medication for 11 years and then all of a sudden their their body just can't handle it. It, it uh, makes them sick and, and things and then they have to go on a six-month journey to find another medication that, that works for them. So it's okay to 
have to to change, you know, medication, Mm -hmm. your therapist, your doctor, whatever it is. Ooh, especially a therapist. You got to find the right one for you. I love my therapist right now. She's amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's great when you can find somebody that you can connect with and it's totally worth putting in that effort as as difficult as it is to find somebody that works well for you and that you you have an understanding and a connection with if you are with somebody that doesn't work the same way as you do that not only won't help but that could very well be detrimental to you oh yeah you know do what you need to do for you i've the the therapist that I have right now, like I said, she's amazing. And I, if she had all the time in the world, I'd tell everybody to go to her. <laughs> but before I found her, the therapist that I tried in Jacksonville, who came recommended by a friend, legitimately gave me anxiety. Yep. Like, I remember coming out of that session with this person and just, like, shaking. So, did not go back. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. I I think we've we've talked a little bit about our anxiety and our depression is and kind of how we manage it and kind of a little bit what we've what we've been through to try and manage it as well. Mm-hmm. And I want to share a quick story about me being anxious on Sunday I was having fun chatting with with friends on a discord which is kind of like a forum online and two of my friends are podcasters and i met them through supporting them on patreon and giving them money and and joining their discord because i loved what they did and wanted to to support them in doing it and make sure that they continued to make shows and and stuff that i enjoyed and I've been on that Discord and, and talking with them and everybody else on there for over a year now. And I was like, all right, well, cool. I'm, you know, starting this show with Nora. You know, let me just go into Patreon and just see what, you know, it looks like to to set up a page. And, you know, I was just kind of going through and setting up some tiers and um, you know, different levels that people could pay at and what they would get and, you know, just kind of half-assing um the the page to be honest and just kind of thinking eh, it's not too bad you know it, you know um maybe you know once we we get a few months into the show maybe you know we can get a few people to give us three bucks a month which is you know that was that was honestly my goal um like i would have been ecstatic if if that had happened and i shared that um and had two people sign up within 12 hours each of them giving us $10 a month i was like like the first thing was like i don't even know how to respond like this is amazing like i like what is wrong with you people like i i love you but at the same time what the hell like why are you giving me money like we put out one episode that was like our our first recording episode together and like it was our 0.9 episode which we were both very anxious about which kind of has led into this anxiety talk 
Yes. It, uh, this is the exact reason why we're talking about anxiety today. Because, like, this is just bonkers to me. Because, I mean, I am I'm absolutely blown away. And I... It, it means a lot to me, and I know it does to you too, Nora. Yeah. To have somebody almost sight unseen be like, yeah, we like this. Keep going. Definitely do this. And being willing to give us money uh, to have us do that and make sure that we did it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, like, so I think it's funny because, so, little backstory, Ben didn't tell me about the Patreon page. Nope. He was just like, hey, by the way, we did this and people are supporting us, so we got to do it more. <laughs> like, yep. Okay. But if he had been like, hey, I was thinking about doing this, I would have like super analyzed it and been like, well, we should have done this and this and this and this and this, and then we can do this and this and this and this. And that's like part of my anxiety is that like approval from people, right? And sometimes you just have to stop and go, go, just go. And so that's, I love that you did that. And then I loved that we got the reinforcement <laughs> that we needed. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I was like, I shared it with a few people thinking, oh, hey, this is funny. Like, I'm I, like made this Patreon for something that, you know, basically doesn't exist yet. You know, I'd get some feedback on it. And instead, people just gave us money. Yeah. They're like, yep, just just keep doing what you're doing. I really hope that, you know, we make this worth the the money that they're giving us. Of course we but. will. I mean, we're <laughs> us. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. my extrovert uh, coming out. <laughs> yeah, I can I can totally Yeah, I think you can hear the confidence in my voice. I can actually. <laughs> I know like our our listeners, I mean, this is technically episode 1. This is only an, like an hour of listening to our voices, but I can tell you that that was confidence in Ben's voice. So it actually wasn't at all. No, no, there was a little bit. <laughs> I know you. There was. You had more like oomph behind your voice. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I'm I'm definitely anxious um, because now I I want to definitely produce something that is 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 worth that, but at the same time, I'm trying to tell myself make sure that i i understand the fact that that we are being supported to do our thing it's it's not that we're necessarily having to get their approval on what we're doing but that they want us to be us yeah and that's awesome yeah i think that's you know part of the reason one you know, we talked about things like things we do for our anxiety. One of the other things, y'all, I'm ADD and I have bad memory. So one of the other things I'm going to add to my list real quick is like I, I super analyze and I have a list and I do things in a routine. But at the same time, like being okay with who I am and being me has taken me a long time to be okay with that. And I've really started sharing that more in my journey and, and we'll, we will, we'll cover it more in future episodes, but that's why I'm so excited about this is this is part of our journey and we're just so open with it. And so to have people say, yeah, 
keep doing what you're doing is really, really awesome. Yeah, for sure. I think we can probably end it there. I I know that there's so much that uh, I'm sure we missed and we'll probably think of. And our anxious minds will be thinking about it tonight. Oh, shit, I should have sent this. Yes, <laughs> for sure. But I want to end saying both from Nora and I that if you need help, please get it. Um, if you need somebody to talk to, you know, there, there are tons of resources. We'll have a few in the show notes, places that you can call. And it is okay not to be okay. Yeah. It is okay to need help. There is absolutely nothing wrong in, in asking for help. And I wish I had accepted that much sooner. And if we can help you in being okay with that, I desperately want to. Yeah, I definitely... I, I just second everything you say there. I think the important thing to, you know, to piggyback on that is normalizing not being normal is so incredible. Yeah. Like normal quote, air quotes, normal is like, you don't want to be that. So it's okay not to be okay. It's okay not to be quote unquote normal. It's beautiful to be you and to need, have different needs. For sure. All right. Well, we've got another one in the bag, Nora. Yay, we did it. I guess we'll say goodbye. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks. Bye, everybody.